0: Shapers on Jazz FM Listen in colour In partnership with Mishkondorea It's business, but it's personal
1: We have all The time
2: In the way Time
1: enough for life to unfold all the precious things.
2: That was Lewis Armstrong with We Have All The Time In The World here on Jazz Shapers in 2014 with me, Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Thank you very much for joining me for a very exciting year ahead full of brilliant people from the world of business. People who are shaping the world of business alongside people who are shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues and who have done so in the past. My business shaper today is Sonia Brown. She is the founder of the National Black Women's Network amongst other things. A highly influential woman in the world of business and politics. Lots coming up from from her very shortly in addition to hearing from Sonia you'll also be hearing from our program partners at Mish Gondorare some words of pertinent advice for your business this year and as well as all of that of course a brilliant mix of music from the shapers of jazz soul and blues including Irma Thomas Chico Hamilton and this from the staple singers it's if you're ready come go with me was the staple singers, and if you 're ready come, go with me. My business shaper today here on jazz shapers on jazz Fm is Sonia Brown, and I add very humbly m b Sonia Brown is the founder of the National Women's Women's Network. She's also the founder of Let's Talk Business Networking Forum and also Sister Talk, which, according to my sources, and yours too, Sonia, because I think you probably wrote it, is the leading online forum for women looking to connect with leading companies, decision-makers and industry pits. How are you? Thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: I'm very excited you're here, Sonia, because you are a very interesting person who spans lots of different ways into the world of business. Tell me what made you you decide to set up the National Black Women's Network back in 1999?
1: Very simple. I had a very autocratic boss who felt that my place was nowhere in the organisation.
2: In the company you were working for? Yeah.
1: And and at the time, it was very distressing because I felt that he was um, de-skilling me. Um, He wanted to put me into a pigeonhole that... I had no interest or inclination to be there. And um, one of the things that I did, which was very, very sensible, was to get myself a mentor at the time. And very simply, her name was Baroness Howells of St. David's, and she said to me, create your ideal job. And that is what happened. So I went out and did all the research, and she said, you've got a network, which I thought was for computer geeks, didn't realise it was for women um, and men, of course. But then, obviously, once you take that first step, you just keep going, keep going and keep going.
2: And what were you doing at the time? What kind of work was it?
1: So it's project management around events management. So loved it. Absolutely loves event management. Uh, it was for a global company that should remain nameless. But um, one of the things that was really fascinated about that organisation was the opportunities. And to be fair to the organisation, the women were in really senior positions. So my challenge was... How do I move from the position where I am with the inclination, the aspiration and the ambition and drive to get to a position where these women were? And because I had an autocratic boss who had a perception of who I was and where I fitted in into that organisation, how could I bypass that man in order to achieve my heart's desire?
2: Now you mentioned, oh, and then I got a mentor. And it happened to be Baroness. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. But 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 how did that happen? How do you happen to know that person to start with? I mean, that's you know, people would listening may say, well, it's fantastic. You obviously got a high-profile woman um, in the world of business and uh, in the world of politics and in society, and that person's obviously going to give you absolutely fantastic advice. What happens if you can't get one of those? Or, or, where, or how did it come about?
1: Well, I think times have changed. At that time, we didn't have LinkedIn. We didn't have Facebook um, giving away my age at the time but one of the things that I I feel is a real talent of mine is I like people and because of that I'm not scared to ask people, you know, who are you? What do you do? And look at the examples that they set, because people leave examples, they leave clues by their behaviour. And so I remember when I used to have, a was in a previous job, she was um, the chair of the one of the committees, and I was just absolutely amazed by her poise. The fact, you know, I'd never met anybody who was a baroness, and she wasn't a baroness at the time. I think she was an MB at the time, and I'd never met anyone who had an MBE and I was just like, wow, who is this demigod to me? And so one of the, I just like, said to her, simply, would you come to my house for dinner? you know, I'd like to just have a conversation with you. And thankfully, she said yes. And we had a conversation. And, you know, we sort of spoke now and again. And then when I came to that point in my career where I just thought, this is hell on earth. I cannot do another day. And people would... um. I think they'll relate to this. When you drive into the work, you go into the car park and then you spend 10 minutes crying in the car park because you just don't want to go in. And I just said to her, I need help. I need help. What can I do? And I think you've got to hate something enough that you cannot do it another day before you really will make that change. That will be the tipping point of that next chapter of your life.
2: Stay with me for many more insights from Sonia Brown, my MBE guest. <laughs> I hasten to add, again, it maybe she'll be a baroness by the end of the programme, who knows. Time for some more music. This is I Stand Alone from the Robert Glasper experiment off of last year's album, Black Radio 2. Yeah.
1: Sometimes we feel alone. But
0: alone ain't always wrong.
2: That was I iStandalone from the Robert Glasper experiment. Sonia Brown, MBE, is my business shaper today. I'm going to keep saying it so that everyone knows she is an MBE. <laughs> Joking aside, that is a fantastic honour and a great reflection of the work that Sonia has been doing for many years. She's the founder of the National Black Women's Network, amongst other things. We were talking before about you have to hate something to be able to jump from it and, and go and, and do something next. I think I'm right in saying you always believed you would do something for yourself. Mm. The network thing came up, but what was the, what were those first few steps away from corporate life into creating your own future? What happened?
1: I think for me, the key, and I tell this to everybody who's thinking about starting a business, do your business plan. It's not just about getting access to finance. You really must do a plan because you have to have a vision. You have to know where you're going and you have to have a route map. Whatever trendy word you want to use uh, or whatever scientific word you want to use, you just need to have some direction because you won't be able to set, goals and it's not just about setting smart goals which everybody talks about, it's setting strategic goals everything you do should take you nearer and nearer and nearer to your vision but if you have no vision, if you have no um, end result which you perceive to be your end result, you're just going to be like the leaf blowing in the wind. So first thing was to write down what I wanted to see what my vision was second thing was to actualize it so what I actually then did was actually spoke to people who were in positions of not only influence but of knowledge and expertise to actually help me shape it so I could do the emotional side but let's get it strategic let's see if it works let's test it in the market and for a lot of people especially for those women who I predominantly work with I always say to them If you're doing that transition from the workplace into self-employment, there is so much valuable resources in the workplace. You have the library, you have your personal development um, departments, your HR department, all the departments you need to set up your business. Start speaking to those people so they can give you that information because once you get into the world of um, enterprise, you cannot afford to buy in that expertise. So take advantage of it. Start networking. Find yourself a mentor. It's so important to find yourself a mentor And more importantly, once you get into the habit of asking for help, get yourself a sponsor because they will. The sponsor is vital because that's your personal cheerleader who's going to open doors for you and make things happen a lot quicker than if you were stumbling out there making the mistakes on your own. So it's about finding the right people who can support your vision, support your dream, support your aspiration and actually make it um, real. But don't get yes people. The key is to get people who say no, people who test you, challenge you. Just, you know, one of the directors when I went in, so I spoke to all our senior directors and some of the VPs who I knew. Some of them, rubbish, there's no business case, this is never going to work. One of the other directors were like, no, I don't believe in, you know, in the days of when I just don't believe in this, I'm not going to support this it's rubbish and actually you know I'd be fuming and I'd go back and I'd talk to my colleague and she'd say it would be too easy if they said yes what are you going to do now and so it was always plan b what's plan b what's plan b and you've just got to learn to get into that momentum to jump hurdles and it's to test whether your idea is viable because too many people surround themselves and create lifestyles where people tell them yes oh that's great lovely it'll work no it's rubbish it's not going to work and you have to Develop a backbone because you've got to develop that muscle called resilience, that bounce back factor. Too many people are precious. You know, oh, I didn't like the way they said that to me. Oh, I didn't like the way, you know, oh, I didn't like this. And oh, please get a grip. Get your, your, your I call your big girl pants on and get out there and do what you have to do. And, you know, because... It's not easy out there. The biggest complaint we get from people who are doing business, it's lonely because you have to do research. You have to do that on your own. Sometimes your family are not going to be supporting you. Sometimes your partner's not going to be supporting you. When you step out and doing these things it's not just the tangible things of running a business it's the biggest barrier is yourself
2: Mm. and we're going to talk a lot more about those barriers as you say but it's about the right people Mm. giving you great advice and lots more on top of that more coming up from Sonia after the latest travel and before that some words of advice from our program partners at the law firm Mishcon Derea
0: my name is Andrew Remington and I'm a corporate partner at Mishcon Derea I'm often asked by clients uh, what are the key issues to make sure that they do not lose sight of when entering into negotiations. Uh, One of the key components is understanding what your bottom line is. Um, Very often clients will enter into a deal um, knowing that they need to do that deal at at any cost. And very often that can be quite damaging because they don't know what their own limitations are and what, what restrictions they need to impose upon themselves before walking into the deal. So understanding what your limitations are, empathising with what the other side's position is, but realising that ultimately, if you cannot achieve your bottom line, that, that there is another day and you should walk away from the transaction. And very often the transaction may come, come back at, at some later date, but only if the deal terms are right for both sides. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
2: You're listening to Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM every Saturday morning, 9 till 10, as you hopefully will know. If you miss any of these fantastic business shapers that I meet, and Sonia Brown is my business shaper today, then you just need to go to iTunes. You know the drill. Put in the words jazz and shapers. You'll find lots of people there. You can also listen to Audio On Demand through the website, and you can even tweet us today if you fancy. We're at Jazz FM. All those things are important if you want to keep abreast of the issues facing business shapers in business today. Sonia Brown, MBE, founder of the Black, um, the National Black Women's Network is my shaper, as I've said earlier. Sonia, just let's step back a second. You set this business up, just tell me in simple terms what it does because as you were talking earlier about the first ideas, the first mm. fledgling ideas, people saying it won't work, you won't make money. Just in three or four points, tell me what it is that you do uh, and why you thought this would work.
1: Okay, so on behalf of our members, one of the things that we do is looking at how we can get more BME women to start and grow.
2: Black minority ethnic. Just yep. to be clear on the, because some people won't know the the acronym. But yes, i glad you
1: knew it. I'm, I do do. I do do. I do know. <laughs> okay, so to get more um, BME women to start and grow businesses that are profitable, viable, and sustainable, and um, to do that we want to be able to get our businesses to work alongside government in terms of informing policy and to work with the banks and financial institutions in order to access capital and um, strategic strategic information in order to grow their businesses and take them to the next level.
2: So your network is a kind of a get-together of all those people that may want to do that in the information giver and also facilitator of important conversations that can affect policy and the reality of doing business in the marketplace. I
1: mean, that's correct, and you know, one of the things that's really important is that ensuring that people see that business is a viable career option. And one of the things that we embed in our members is the power of networking because, as much as the debate is about breaking down the old boys' networks, there is still some value in networking, and we use that as absolutely fundamental to the success of many of our women in the network.
2: And then just give me a couple of examples um, uh, briefly of the sorts of issues you are now talking to government about.
1: So one of the things around um, getting more BME women to take up public appointments we are looking at facilitating um, more access to access to finance, I should say, with the banks. So we want to facilitate a better relationship with the banks and small micro and micro businesses so those that are businesses that do not employ zero to nine employees, which is to make up the bulk of sm- um, of the business landscape.
2: And if people want to find out more, just go to nbwn.org and they can see all the fantastic things that you're doing in addition to that. Stay with me for more from Sonia Brown. Time for some music in the meantime. No, this is from Irma Thomas and anyone who knows what love is will understand. anyone who knows what love is will understand from Irma thomas Sonia brown is my business shaper Sonia, we've been talking about um what your business does the way you set it up and things and you you don't make it sound easy and you're pretty realistic about the things that people need to be addressing but for yourself for you individually what were the biggest obstacles to setting up your business
1: i think if i'm honest it would be myself because i think i felt that everybody was going to love this idea and everybody would support it and everybody would say yes let's let's see the change that we desire and um 13 years later i'd say we're still battling on to to make that change to see that change we want to do so i realized that um the journey is not for the swift but for those who will endure i think that if i look at life i think so many of us think it's going to be easy the road's going to be easy and i just think let me just embrace the challenges that come along. And when we get some really good moments and real good hits, you think that was worth it. That was worth it.
2: And, and what's the key thing you say to the women that you meet at your events and that they're listening to the speakers at your events? Mm. What is the thing that you want them to take away so that they get out of the mindset that they can't do it?
1: I think it's about be a student. Be always willing to learn. We have, it's been drummed into us to be perfect and one of the things challenges that many people have is I don't know how to do it to admit that they don't know how to do things so it's about learning to be a student and enjoying that, being a student so I find, I love to meet people because they always teach you something if you listen Uh, you don't always have to talk, you must listen secondly, I think that What we also have to do is just take action because we're so busy going, oh, this isn't right. That condition isn't right. Oh, there's a recession. Oh, I haven't got enough money. Oh, people won't like me. Oh, I don't speak right. Oh, I'm not in the right circle. Stop it. Stop that internal chatter and just do it. Be brave. Be courageous. Go out there because a lot of the challenges are internal. And I think for me, even for myself, it's actually putting myself out there and saying, okay. I have a vision, I have an idea, I have the passion, I might not have it 100% right, but that's okay. And actually, you'd be surprised at the results you get when you just actually put yourself out there and do it.
2: In addition to that, though, and you're being humble, those Mm. are all true and that's attitudinal. Mm. You went off and got yourself not just one degree, but two. And you've got a bunch of other qualifications as well. I don't I I think you're a person that says education is critical not and you said people got to learn from other people but 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 good old-fashioned whatever it is even if the course is in Mm. the most modern topic ever good old-fashioned learning Mm. and education and qualifications they've got to be good right okay
1: I'm going to say this it is the basic requirement that everybody I believe should have a degree at least because we are in the best side of the planet on the side of history with the best type of technology and you're telling me when people are doing absolutely anything to get over here that we are saying oh I can't be bothered it's too hard I haven't got time I so I tend not to talk about it because I think it's a given you should do these things even if you say I'm dyslexic there are so many support tools and agencies and um, courses to help you be the best you can be so yes education is vital and especially as somebody who comes from um, West Indian parents It's absolutely fundamental that we embrace and we take up every educational opportunity that's out there. So for me, it's an absolute given. Um, So education is important. And then you can get through the door because you need to understand the language. You need to understand how people think and you need to be able to um, demonstrate that you should be at the table
2: fantastic stuff final chat coming up with Sonia plus a track from Shaper Jazz the late drummer and band leader Chico Hamilton that's coming up after the latest
0: traffic and travel here on Jazz FM Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea it's business but it's personal
2: That was Bang Bang from Chico Hamilton, who died late last November in 2013. You're listening to Jazz Shapers for a little while longer. Sonia Brown, MBE, is my business shaper. We've been talking about all sorts of things, Sonia, uh, including the importance of education and obstacles and so on and so forth. What does the future hold for you and for your ver- your various businesses, and not just that, but your own role as a role model and as an influencer in in BME matters and women's policy and stuff? Where do you want it to be? If I was interviewing you in ten years' time, what would you be telling me had happened?
1: So we would be the leading network around uh, talking about. Uh, BME issues for women, so around making sure that women we are the number one spot to go to around business support and advice, also around leadership issues I want to see the numbers increased um, in terms of the number of women in public appointments opening businesses, working in government, it's really important, that's a real big bear bug of mine I want more women to take up opportunities in public life I want to see more counsellors more MPs I think that's vital but personally for me um, one of the things I'm doing now is uh, um, actually doing more mentoring more support more coaching for women and sharing making sure we We leave. I leave a legacy in terms of some of the stuff that um, I've been privileged to have and uh, and benefit from. So we've set up a site, the SoniaBrown.co.uk. So I'm really excited about that because that gives me an opportunity to work more closely on a one-to-one basis with women who are saying, "Look, I'm ready to unleash my passion, unleash my talent, show the world, shine brightly." take my spot on the stage um, and i'm going to help them all the way there i want to give them more clarity i want to help them build brands and you know great powerful personal brands and i want to get them out there shining and being great influencers in their communities in their sectors and being fantastic role models because tomorrow i want every girl to say it's possible
2: wow can't follow that very well, can I? Before I let you go, that's fantastic. What is your song choice and why have you chosen it?
1: So I've chosen I Look To You by Whitney Houston because when I was preparing for this um, interview, I realised that I've been jumping hurdles all my life. So to give myself permission to be... Um, Someone asked the question, Why do you do what you do? And I said, It's because I remember that eight year old Sonia sitting in her bedroom, surrounded by books, thinking there's got to be more to life than this. And I suppose the Sonia now says, There must be more to life than this. But I want to, but it's always been a challenge, and, and my faith and my spirituality has kept me through. You know, I have so many amazing people around me and every day I wake up and I say I'm blessed to live the life I have, to be surrounded by the people who are around me and support me and to do the things I do. So I look to you.
2: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sonia Brown. Thank you very much for being my business shaper. This is your choice. I look to you from Whitney Houston.
0: As I lay me down Heaven hear me now I'm lost without a cost. after giving it my all. Winter storms have
2: come. That was I Look to You from Whitney Houston, the song choice of my business shaper today, Sonia Brown MBE. What a passionate, inspirational woman, and someone completely down to earth, and someone I'm sure that is encouraging lots of women to get into their own business. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's nine o'clock next Saturday morning for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, though, stay with us here on Jazz
0: FM. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.